subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. <laughs> I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. Chuck, you know we always like to get the important questions out of the way first. <laughs> it is a National Banana Split Day. What is your favorite ice cream item out there? You know, I just like a nice dish of vanilla ice cream. I mean, maybe a little topping on it every now and then. I'm not real fancy when it comes to my ice cream. Just basic vanilla and I'm good to go. Although I do like a good banana split. Okay. Tommy, what about you? I bet you could count on one hand and have three fingers left the banana splits I've had in my lifetime. Yeah, that's a kid thing. I I, I, I just I've never been a middle school. And I like bananas and I like ice cream and I like chocolate and I like I don't I, I don't know. Uh, I've just never had it's a lot of banana splits. Yeah. I mean, it's been uh, a long time. My I, I guess if I'm gonna wheel through Brahms and get me some, I'm gonna get a single scoop of uh peanut butter cup on a waffle cone. That's probably what I'm gonna yeah. do. I oh, like a good waffle cone. Yeah, I like you know, a good waffle cone. And uh, I fight the urge to go through Brahms often. You know, it's, uh, that's my uh, that's my moment of self discipline. I feel proud. It. Hey, I, uh, I I I didn't go through there. I'm proud of the moments I don't do it. So. Don't fight it, man. Just give in. Yeah. Give in, Tommy. Give why, in. So it's why the good Lord gave us elastic. So. I guess. <laughs> By the way, Tommy, I, I do want to read this text from JB and Fayetteville on the McCarty Daniel Hotline. He's yeah. thinking about you tonight. He just yeah. wants. Well, I'm glad to somebody is. With the pants and uh, wearing, hey, I'm gonna wearing look, those. Boys, outside. I'm going to look good in them pants, too. So, Are you? So uh, why can't you wear shorts? You guys just ought to wear shorts, the old coaching shorts. Surely you got a pair of bike coaching shorts, you know, with a Sanzibel mm-hmm. top there, you know, at the top there. <laughs> Surely you guys could wear that. <laughs> there's a there's a, a, a term for those, uh, mm, mm, huggers. You know, I don't, I don't I won't yeah. go all the way. I'm going to have some cooth here this morning. But, uh, boy, yeah, that uh, that brings back some uh, some 1970s memories, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. The old bike it's gonna shorts. It's going to be hot tonight. I know that. Yeah. I know my, it's going to be hot. Well, I, I went to – my son played uh, his first – uh, eighth grade game last night of the season and we were at Rogers High School and they moved the kickoff back to 7.30 and by 7.30 the field was already in full shade and by, I mean, a few minutes into the game the entire stadium was in the shade so, I mean, th- these moves even of 30 minutes to an hour are critical to uh, to getting that and, that and we're on the western side of the state obviously in Rogers last night so that was, that, that was big time as far as keeping people comfortable, keeping the players comfortable. This is a time where you want to have a really big press box on the west side. <laughs> yeah. So when the sun sets, yes. it sets right behind the yes. press box and shields everybody in the stadium. And, and that helped Particularly a little. Particularly the referee, the white cap. Absolutely. Kind of step to the middle of the field, say holding, number 74, 10-yard penalty, still second down. Mm-hmm. You want to be looking into the shade when that happens. Yes. But, you know, it's a, you're, that, I'm glad you thought of the white hat first. That That is a... Uh, that that is mighty fine of you, right yeah, there. But yeah, yeah you're exactly right. Big press Ty, box. One of these Friday provides nights, big shade. One of these Friday nights, we're going to go to a game and heckle Tommy <laughs> the entire game. 
<laughs> you can't. You by by happenstance. I was at Clarksville one night, and I'm walking from the from our locker room to the field. Well, hell, there's Chuck Barrett right there. What are you doing here? Well, he's in town. They had some kind of class reunion. I don't know something, but. We had Sparky Hamilton. He's, he's on our football crew. He'll be out with us tonight. And I remember a story. Someone's, there was some kid from Pottsville or somewhere. I mean, that's the fastest guy on the field. And Chuck said, well, with all due respect, he was up in press box. Right. I believe the back judge is probably the fastest guy on the field. Sparky Hamilton yeah. was the best athlete on the field. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it wasn't even close. There, were, there was a guy that broke one for like 40 yards. Sparky was waiting on him at the goal line. I mean, that guy was chugging, and mm. he was sprinting down the sideline, breaking tackles, and yeah. Sparky's at the goal line, just like waiting to raise his hands. He beat him down there by like six, seven seconds. My, my man Sparky. They, they don't make finer people than Sparky Hamilton. Former Razorback oh. Sparky Hamilton, now uh, now one of those striped shirts. Yeah. We're down in Mina four or five years ago, three or four years ago, COVID year, whatever, three years ago, and uh, the clock keepers come into our locker room routinely. And he's looking at the car. We hand the card who all the officials are. Um, and the guy notices Sparky's name immediately. And Sparky's not hard to pick out. I mean, he looks he looks more of an athlete today at, at nearly 40 years old than he probably he did. The, 20. The, he wears the uniform well. Yes. he I'll put he, it that way. He, he is almost as good as me. And uh, the, guy, the guy immediately recognizes Sparky, and he's in awe. I mean, as most of us are. And uh, he said, man, I love Coach Nutt. Coach Nutt is one of my favorite people of all time. <laughs> He said, really? And Sparky, without even thinking about it, picks his phone up, puts it on speaker. Next thing you know, Houston Nuts on the phone in the locker room at Mena, Arkansas. This guy, I mean, now Sparky's went to a whole other level in the town of Mena. And Coach, uh, he says, Coach, we're in Mena. And he goes, for Coach Nuts' first words, home of Bob Carver. <laughs> that was his first words about That's Mena. Awesome. So then Sparky hands this guy the phone. I bet Coach Nutt and the, the clock keeper kept, uh, kept a conversation going for 10 minutes. It was uh, it was an awesome moment. Sparky could have ran for mayor in Mena the next day and won in a landslide. So Gee, The bear, Bearcats, right, Tommy? Yep, the Mena Bearcats. I'm trying to get reacclimated with high school mascots. As, again, football is starting up tonight. This We got a text here on the McClarty hotline from Michael Reed. He said, give a shout out to the Paris Eagles. They're taking yeah. on the Walder Bulldogs in, in Paris tonight looking for a for a great season. I know Head Coach we, Jeff Weaver down there, Greenwood yeah, guy. I know that we uh, and I, former Little Christian coach, if I remember yes, that right. You're correct. Um, I, I I know we we spend ninety plus percent of our time talking about Arkansas football during Arkansas football season, but the passion and the pageantry of high school football in this state is is still is still hard to be on a Friday. That's why Greg Sankey's talked about openly. We're not doing Friday night football because he knows in the South as big as LSU, Georgia. Ole Miss, uh, pick a school, Alabama. He knows how important Friday night is to to many of the families and fans of those states. Yeah, Friday night football is for conferences who can't get the big games on Saturday television. I don't know how else to put it. You know, a lot of these games that you watch on Friday night, and they're good games. I'm not saying they're bad games. I watch them too. But a lot of those games aren't going to make the cut. On a big Saturday, you know, when you've got a lot of games with ranked teams. And, you know, you're not going to tune in on a Saturday afternoon to watch, you know, a West Coast game or a game with one ranked team when you've got, you know, ranked teams playing one another all day long. So, I mean, Friday night games are okay, but not in the South. Yeah. 
Yeah. Andy in Mountain Home has texted him, wanting to know if we have a big book and if he can get in it this morning since we're uh, talking high that's school. That's a good one. Yeah. That's funny. That's Sonic that's Blast live this that's, morning. Yeah. That's clever yeah. right there. That's I like good. that, Andy. Yeah. Uh, we'll put we you down in the big book. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck, you, you mentioned those Friday. The big Friday. book or little book? Well, you got to have one of each. You know. Uh, yeah. Okay, all right. One, all right. one for high school, one for, for college. At well, we got to set lines, too. Yes. You know, you got to set lines. And they've got to be big. Hootens has the Paris Eagles favored by seven and a half tonight. That's right. (laughs) Against Lamar, (laughs) whoever they're playing. There's a a high school. It's crazy. Like even people bet. I mean, when I was in high school, we – we may or may not, I'm, I'm not going to perjure myself here, but we may or may not have bet on games when I was in high school, of not just games that we were competing against. And then, again, this is, again, uh, may or may not have done this, but it's a high school's passion in this state. You know, it's funny, that betting thing, particularly on high school sports, that's a generational thing. That's your generation, Ty. And I, and I, I don't mean that good or bad. I'm just saying that, you know, the thought when I was in high school that you would bet on a high school game. I mean, it was just, it was, I mean, it was like, you know, yeah, I'm going to walk on the moon next week, too. Yeah. I mean, it just, you know, you just didn't do it. That's a generational thing. Listen, Chuck, let me, let me just put it to you this way. When preseason football started in the NFL and, like, of course, college starts this weekend. We've got high school back. I had a friend that had ten bets in game one of the preseason. I mean, it is just insane. I, I, I listen. I have friends that are. There's that a are telephone 50. number for people like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have friends that are in their fifties. We're, we're going to put him on our prayer list. Uh, <laughs> he'll be fine. He uh, he won like half those. Bets. I'll bring him up in Sunday school. So. He'll be That's he'll funny. be okay. But I have, I mean I have friends that are in their fifties and sixties and are avid betters. I mean, they bet all the time, but I, I just I, I'm amazed, kind of like you are, Chuck. That I mean, betting's gone on for a number of years, but it's it, it's really again gotten into all different. It's not just professional sports anymore. It's college. It's it's high school, and yeah, it's definitely a part of my generation's really fabric. I would say. Yeah, I mean, I'm not offering a commentary. I'm just saying that it's interesting to me that your generation basically will bet on anything. And our generation, I mean, we did a lot of things that, you know, maybe weren't in our own best interest, but (laughs) gambling and things like that just really weren't part of the landscape back then. Well, well, it's when they took prayer out of schools and quit whipping butts down at the schools. It all, it all changed, Chuck. Well. It all go. <laughs> it all got worse. That's uh, Tommy was telling me he got paddled. Like Tommy was asking me, Chuck, if I got if I got paddled in school, and I, I was like, I well, got y'all were too soft for that. But I didn't get paddled. I well, mean, you I, got one at school. You got one at home too. Well, yeah. they had timeout. Yeah, you know, they had timeout. Yeah, <laughs> we did. They and, just put uh, you in the corner, Ty. Yeah, baby in the corner. Conduct checks. I mean, there's a lot of uh, a lot conduct of stuff. That my dad had some. My dad had a few yeah. conduct checks, but they yeah, weren't very pleasant. Say. Yeah. <laughs> I promise you when Chuck Barrett went to school, that that principal had a paddle somewhere in that desk drawer. That's right. That's that's absolutely true. Well, Chuck, you were talking about some of the non-marquee games that we'll have on Fridays this fall. There, I I would say... we got some tomorrow, too. Yeah. And I'm really intrigued by this Navy-Notre Dame game um, at 1.30 on NBC. Notre Dame, again, top 15 teams kind of expected at this point. But playing in Ireland, I think that's a really cool aspect. Notre Dame is a little over a 20-point favorite in that one. The Heisman Trophy winner, Caleb Williams and USC, 
will take on San Jose State tomorrow night. He's trying to get his Heisman campaign going. We're, we're going to play around with the, the Georgia three-peat or Caleb Williams Heisman repeat question at some point this morning. You've got SEC action with Hawaii at Vanderbilt, where Vanderbilt's nearly a 17.5-point favorite. Tommy, that game is going to be played at Vanderbilt Stadium, right? They they, they took it back there, and now they're going to play it back at, at Vandy. Yeah, and they've, I read some on MSN. They were, um, they've got – I mean, they even went into details about which building, which alternate building they're going to use for the bathrooms. I mean, it's uh, it, it's a mess. But, you know, anytime you have a stadium under construction, it's it's going to be less than convenient, that's for sure. So, hey, I'm just glad Vanderbilt's put a little money into their football facility because Arkansas will play there again someday. I think Vanderbilt's football stadium is kind of like road construction. You know, you know it's going to look good and be nice when it's over, but it doesn't seem like we're ever going to get there. And that's kind of the way it is with that stadium. It's, it's. I mean, I was there in March in basketball. We stayed right by the stadium. And I can remember thinking they're not going to make it. And it's even worse now. Yeah. I mean, it's even worse now. So yeah. but they'll get it done. At some point, they'll get it done. And... Um, you know, we'll see. I yeah. mean, yeah, you guys no, that, on me. Is that what we're doing? No, I, I thought you were about to say something else. No, um, I know the, this uh, when we were in Nashville a few weeks ago, the sky crane should be part of the permanent landscape there. I think I counted just from the one view from the floor we were at at that hotel, I think I counted nine sky cranes you could see anywhere yeah, in that. That's just on uh, that, that, that end that, of town. Yeah. That's just that's in just that landscape. That's just on that end. Yeah. You've, you've, you've got it on the other end, too, down there by Vanderbilt's campus. I mean, it is, uh, you know, it's amazing yeah. what goes on over there. I'm I'm glad I don't live there anymore. It would just, the traffic and driving around here in Dallas where I'm at this morning, traffic's horrible, man. I mean, I, I don't know how people stomach this. And I know Northwest Arkansas gets bad at times in the morning and then in the afternoon when people are coming home from work. But I just don't know. I can't. I live less than two miles from where I work. I can't do long drives and long trips to work. I don't know how people stomach that. Well, if you live in a city and you have to do it, you do it. Yeah. You know, I mean, you don't really have any choice. You You want to pay your bills, you got to do it. We are fortunate that we live in an area where we don't have to do that. You're right. Yeah. But, um, hey, a lot of people have to do it. They just don't have any choice. Yeah. Well, I know this guy's excited. So we're eight days out from Arkansas football. He's probably excited for the Clarksville game tonight as well as we bring in Eddie this morning. Eddie, only eight days remain till you get to see your favorite team on the football field next Saturday. That's exactly right, gentlemen. And for the fan base listening this morning, just days away, that bell starting to ring. And what I still feel on Maddie yesterday, what's the significance of a bell? What? It's to get warning. Woo! And it's fixing to get started. I mean, I can't wait. The excitement is bubbling all across. I can hear the Woo Big Tree echoing all across four corners of this state. They're ready. And you know, I think the theme, Chuck, you know, what makes the Morning, Rush. I want to give appreciation to you guys because you get up early, you go get it done. But there's a song that was, Chuck, you remember this one, Bachman Turner in 1973, uh, <laughs> taking care of business. And Absolutely. you know what? That, you know what, Chuck? Uh, we lost four games last year by 
what was it, nine points, seven points or less, three points or less, and that's exactly Coach Pittman, are you listening this morning? Whoa, you're the coach. And you know, I was listening to Coach Nutt the other day, one of my favorite coaches of all time. You know, he said this. He had said a couple of things. He said there's only one Razorback and in all the nation, and it's unique. And you know, he's exactly right. He also told Mark May, I can remember these words, when Darren McFadden, number five, was the greatest running back to ever suit up for the U of A, should have won the Heisman. And when we went in to the place they call where dreams die, you know, what a great performance. I was in the stands that day, and the tears of joy began to run down my face because I was witnessing what I realized was greatness. And they ripped the man. That's all right. Don't walk or warn. When we go in to Baton Rouge, family, put this in your coffee. You know what's the recipe of winning in the SEC? Well, you better have, have a quarterback. Lie, and number two, you better have, woo, somebody that can run the football. And we got multiple running backs. That's a big red flag. Woo! And then, most importantly, on the defensive line, you better have depth. And boy, do we got some dudes on that defensive line this year. So, woo! Get ready, fan base. And I'm going to give you an appreciation. When that alarm clock, you know, for the Hub Nation and the hardworking people of Arkansas, when you went to work this morning, Crack that song up for me, taking care of business. Because in the red zone this year, that's exactly what we're going to do. Thank you, gentlemen. Well, Eddie, I'm right there with Fast you, man. Fast Eddie. Yeah, he's ready to go. He hopefully we get some taking care of business queued up here in a sec. But I think they're going to beat LSU this year. You mentioned the recipe. You've got a dual-threat quarterback that's going to be needed to go up against that defense. And by the way, I want to mention this. I was talking to my brother about this last night. I know Greg Brooks is still there for LSU. He's going to be donning number seven this year. Some great LSU defensive backs out. Their secondary, y'all, it's got a lot of question marks this year. Yeah, they got a good defensive line. They got an All-American in Harold Perkins, a linebacker. But that secondary, that might be an issue for LSU this year. And I know everyone's kind of wondering, hey, you play them early in the season, you never got them at this point. I do wonder if there could be some advantage from playing a team that isn't necessarily solidified in the secondary at that point. I don't know. I think four games in, you're probably going to be, I mean, if you're going to solidify, you will have solidified by then. Um, you know, there's advantages, I guess, or disadvantages, you know, however you want to look at it to when you play them. You catch them late, you get them beat up, you get them right after Alabama, which I always thought was the most important thing. So, I mean, there's a trade-off there, maybe. I mean, maybe they're not, um, you know, maybe they'll be great back there, maybe they won't be. I mean, time will tell, but I really think by that stage, by the time you get to the end of September, I mean, if you think about it, you've played two or three games. Theoretically, you've worked the kinks out, but you're not far enough, far enough along into the season yet where, you know, it's really a physical grind. Everybody's playing hurt. 
by the time you get to November, everybody's playing hurt. And in September, it's really not that way. So I don't know. I mean, here's the deal. Whether it's November or September, playing down there is going to be tough. I don't know that there's an advantage if you're, you know, if you're having to, you know, look really deep for an advantage down there. I, I think the understanding is you better go down there and play really well. You know, we've been focused on the heat because it's just been hot in our state, and we haven't played in September. And, and you think, well, it'll be cooler by then. I, I don't know how much uh, how much uh, of a challenge it's going to be playing there where it still will be hot and muggy in late September. We'll be used to it, I guess, to a degree, but, you know, it'll, it'll be a little bit different, kind of well, like when they came up here for the cold. It's not going to be any hotter than it's going to be Saturday in Little Rock. No. It's not going to be any hotter probably than it is at 3 o'clock the following week in Fayetteville. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little muggier. But um, I just think that's part of it now. Um, you know, there's a lot of people out there, and, 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 you know, we've talked about it on this show that, you know, maybe you ought to push it back and start it even a week earlier. Um, you know, again, I mean, we're, we're already two, in this case, three weeks earlier than what for decades was around the starting time for college football. I mean, heat's just going to be an issue. The reality is, in our part of the country, only November is a guarantee of games where it's going to feel like football. The rest of the time, particularly in September, it's going to feel more like summer than what we traditionally think of as fall. I mean, that's why when people talk about fall camp in August, it's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, fall's the last thing we're feeling right now. Yeah, there's been plenty of times we've sat there and sweated in in uh, October at uh, at home games. So. Absolutely. I mean, November's the only time you're really guaranteed football weather. You, you, you sometimes get it in October, and I love it when we do. Believe me, I love it when we do. But, you know, that's just the way it's set up now. And in the South, you know, we travel South to play the vast majority of our games. And, you know, weather's an issue. Heat's an issue. Oh, it was. Uh, it'll be. It'll be one this next Saturday. As you talked about, be one first game of the season, and maybe a couple after that. The good thing is you get BYU six thirty. You got just the first two games at three o'clock this uh, this upcoming football season. All right, we've got plenty to discuss here on a football Friday. Sam Pittman still haven't played any of these clips. There's a couple I think important things he said about the offensive line last night. I want to get into. He was also very complimentary of the Jadens, Jaden Wilson and Jaden mm-hmm. Johnson, wide receiver and safety plus kind of what they're doing later on today when it comes to kind of their walkthrough Tommy yeah kind of uh, mock game but but he said they're going to do everything from the pregame meal yep. all the way through uh, you know how they get off the bus how they do it all so kind of a, a dress rehearsal for the Razorbacks the Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa has everything you want for your next getaway with the luxury and hospitality of a grand old southern hotel the accommodations are sure to please everyone visit our thermal water bathhouse for mineral water baths and massages or enjoy one of our many dining options like our Friday night seafood buffet, primetime in a fountain room every Saturday night, or our award-winning Sunday brunch. Located in downtown Hot Springs, the Arlington is steps away from shopping, entertainment, bathhouse row, and the hiking and biking trails of the National Park. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more info. Fall season is just around the corner, and I know all of us are looking for that wholesome, convenient meal. We'll look no further than Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. They can help you with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered right to your door. And right now, use the code HTL50. Head to factormeals.com slash HTL50 and get 50% off. That's code HTL50 at factormeals.com. 
Factor.com to get 50% off thanks to Hit That Line. The great thing about Factor, over 34 weekly prepared meals that you can choose from. Plus, you don't have to run around to worry about where you're getting lunch. Let Factor take care of it for you. Let me tell you the code one more time to help you get 50% off. Factormeals.com slash HTL50. Factormeals.com slash HTL50. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Call or text the McClarty Daniel hotline at 877-377-6963. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. When you're looking for a new car, you want to shop for a vehicle you love with an organization you trust. You've probably heard that McCarty Daniel means making deals, but what I'm inspired by the most is that McCarty Daniel means making a difference in our community. When you buy a vehicle with McCarty Daniel, you reinvest right here in the community, in our schools, in our little leagues, in our food banks, and our people. So you're not just making a purchase, you're making a difference too. Come see us at any of our six locations in Northwest Arkansas. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. Your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Just want to remind everyone this morning, we're going to have Taylor McGinnis on. He works within the athletics department. If you have questions on tickets, he's a senior associate AD, marketing business development. He's kind of the authority on tickets. So if you can't get a chance to listen to that, it will be in our Bud Light Morning Rush podcast. And also, again, we'll have that in a variety of places that you can go back and re-listen to it. Because guys, I don't know about y'all, even guys my age group have been asking about this ticket situation when it comes to the protocol this year. Well, I think the biggest thing for people, based on what I've heard, and it's been limited, and I'm anxious to hear Taylor talking uh, talking a bit about this, the one thing that I've heard over and over again, essentially, is screenshots don't work anymore. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line. You know, that's probably the thing that is going to attract the most attention and probably the thing that, you know, Taylor gets asked about the most, and I'm sure you'll probably ask about it right off the bat, as you should. So I think for most people, that's that's probably the overriding issue. Yeah, and I don't, you know, uh, do you have to do anything and with your you phone? Transfer? How do you yeah. transfer it without doing a screenshot? Now, I know at ArkansasRazorbacks.com, they, 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 they do it step by step. And I think they've done a pretty good job, and I'm sure Taylor will today, about explaining how all this works, you know, the step-by-step process. Look, I remember when e-tickets started, and, you know, we didn't know what we'd do. And people found ways to get in games. And we'll figure this part out, too, but I'm, 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 I'm glad we're trying to explain it as best we can. Yeah, because I remember the last time there wasn't enough of these conversations going into that, and the lines at the gate were like backed up to, to Greenland, you know, to, to get in the to get in the the football stadium, and they, and people were pissed. And hopefully, 
these conversations will help ease some of that uh, that weight at the gate. Well, now one thing too, and and we might ask Taylor about this as well. My understanding is is that for example, the first game in Little Rock, you know, a couple of years ago when we played there, it was still all paper tickets because there wasn't the ability. I don't know if I don't know if they're taking this stuff down from Fayetteville or if the stadium there has it now. I don't know how it's working. But my understanding is it's going to be e-tickets for Little Rock, too. So we, we probably want to clarify that. Yeah, that's um, I, that was one of the questions I had written down this morning because I think it is important. But, again, we'll answer, again, those questions coming. I say we'll answer. Taylor will answer the majority of those because I think it's better to get the information directly from the horse's mouth this morning. All right, so Sam Pittman with the media yesterday, and they're going through a bit of a walkthrough. What, what does today look like, Coach? Our mock game has kind of gone a little bit into, you know, I believe taking the stress out of the kids is a main concern about game day. So we will do everything from pregame meal. Now, we're not going to do it four hours before the game, but we'll do everything from pregame meal how we do that to the hog walk to running through the a to where do we set to a bunch of substitutions we'll go through the goal line and make sure we have the goal line out there chuck you mentioned something important there kind of the the directives the tickets if it's going to be the same equipment for war memorial to have their own stuff i wonder how much of a difference is running through all your warm-ups around Donald W. in Donald W. to Bay compared to doing it in War Memorial where there's, again, a few differences when they head down to Little Rock next week. Well, there are differences, yes. And, um, but I think once you get out there on the field, obviously, you know, there's a, there's a familiarity there. I think it's interesting what they do in terms of this mock game, and we focus on just the game aspect, you know, what goes on between the lines. You know, what you're trying to do is that when you get to game day, you relieve every thought, tension that a kid might have, so all he has to do is think about playing football. Um, and they do go through all this to where every step they take is going to be familiar. Now, it'll be more familiar when they play in Fayetteville on the ninth than it will be in Little Rock on the 2nd. Uh, but they're going to go through all this stuff from getting, you know, from pulling up on the bus to getting off, where you go, how you act, what you're wearing, all that stuff. Um, you know, make make sure that everything is familiar territory when you get to that game. And, again, you're right. It'll be different, Little Rocks, no doubt about it. But I think, the you know, the overall process is still the same. I think this is fun for the true freshmen or the transfers that haven't been here at Arkansas before. Now, a lot of the transfers again have done this, or all the transfers have done it in the college football side of things. But I don't, I don't know about y'all, but that was one of my favorite things about playing high school sports was that first game and and kind of just getting yourself acclimated and ready for what the what the actual real games look like. Well, I'm sure it will be in a sense fun for them, but I also think that you know. A lot of these guys probably view it as taking care of business. You know, when they uh, when they get to this level, there's a lot. You know, there's a lot on the line. Let's just be honest. There's a lot on the line, and these are. You know, when you talk about a freshman, as you were talking about, Mad's 18 years old. I'm sure he's starry-eyed. Uh, there'd be something wrong if he wasn't. Particularly for the kids who are from our state. Um, you know, a lot of them have dreamed of doing this their you know their entire lives, but. I think they probably also understand, you know, what's at stake. And, again, you want to try to relieve all of that if you can. 
to where by the time the ball snapped, you're just thinking about what you're doing out there, and that's when your instincts take over. Yeah, I think running through the A's probably at the top of the list for every fan that if you had a chance to do anything that a yeah. player gets to do, running through the A would be one of it. You don't, you know, I, I would imagine that's part of why some of these players that grew up particularly in our state chose to come here. So getting that right is probably pretty important. I'm, 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 I'm sure it's a big deal for them. I'm also sure that within that moment, the coolness, the the dream come true of running through the A, you probably think about that before and you may think about it after. You can't get too caught up in it while it's happening. Uh, and, you know, that's, um, that's why you do a lot of these things. So yeah. by the time the game rolls around, you, you don't get caught up in it. Yeah, because I'm a big believer that preparation creates confidence. When you know the playbook, as we were talking about with Dominion earlier, and you you know your steps, you're you're a more confident person. If you know, um, you know the rule book, if you're an official, if you know your spotting board, if you're a broadcaster, you can just go through the the walks of life. Of it, it just makes you more confident. So when you know what you're doing, you're you're doing it with confidence. And when you're not prepared and you don't know what you're doing and you don't know what's next, then that's where you make mistakes. And, and, and I don't want to, you know, make it sound like, you know, a mock game's the end-all, be-all, because it's not. I mean, the real game's what's most important. Uh, but, you know, again, you do want to, you know, you want to make sure everybody understands at least as best you can what they're getting into. Yeah. If you want to call or text us, feel free to do so on the McCarty Daniel Hotline. Our number again, 877-377-6963. Chuck, I know a lot of people in North Central Arkansas depend on Baxter Health, and uh, they're looking to, to add some great people to their team they right are. now. Yeah, we talk a lot about Baxter Health and those in North Arkansas and uh, what a wonderful facility it is. And right now, if you're an LPN, they'd like to hire you. Uh, they've got start dates for an LPN residency program, for example, that's coming up in September. Uh, this gives new LPN grads an educational introduction to the hospital setting, gives LPNs experience as they transition from students to professionals. They've got openings right now, pediatrics, inpatient rehab, behavioral health, surgical, home health, emergency department. You can connect, you can learn, you can grow your nursing career through their residency program. Baxter Health, hands-on experience, learn from experienced nurses. You can contact Baxter Health's recruiter, Kim Beavers, if you'd like more information. 870-508-1070 is the number. Baxter Health, compassionate care beyond measure. I mentioned the McClarty Daniel Hotline. That is where Charlie and Camden is waiting. Charlie, welcome in, man. Can you guys hear me okay? Hello. How you doing, Charlie? Oh, I'm good, Chuck. Uh, well, Tommy, I wanted to ask you, you uh, you know, you're reffing all these games. I was going to ask you kind of how that process worked. Do, they, do you always kind of ref the same area games? Or do you kind of go all over the state? Where where, where kind of are you at when you ref? What, what location? We have a we have a, an assigner that's over most of the conferences in the western half of the state and some in the eastern half, and we go where they tell us to go. So uh, I, I figured. Well, you know, it's, it is going to be so hot. So I, I do pray for your safety, but. Are you allowed to, like, just pour water on yourself, drench yourself, and whatever, just to, seriously, because it's going to be so hot. I know you can't wear shorts, like you said, you're going to rock those pants, but uh, 
Man, it's it's gonna be something out there. You you ready for it, though? Well, right? I'm I'm ready. We've been we've been drinking water for a few days, but uh, you know the players and the coaches are the ones we got to worry about. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Chuck, I always thought I thought it was cool the other night. I was listening to the to the uh, thing with Sam, and he he, he kind of you know endorsed you and about the fact that you you know got in the Hall of Fame. How cool is it just kind of being around him? You know he. He seems like just such a nice, genuine guy, and he's he's so easy to root for. I know a lot of people are kind of saying this is a big year for him in a sense, and I I just wish people would look back <laughs> at what we were before he got here mm-hmm. and kind of what he took over. It just it, it frustrates me. It upsets me as a fan, you know, that some people are so hard on him. But I, I, I just wondered how cool it was to kind of just be around him and then also, you know, guys going into this first game, um, you know, I do want to see a little bit of adversity. I want to see them make a few mistakes, but I do want to see them kind of take care of business early because I, I want to see everybody play. I think our, this is considered a home game, so everybody's going to get to dress out, correct? I mean, everyone is yeah, going to be allowed to play. Yeah, for Okay, cool. Uh, I, I do want to get the chance to see everyone play. But, you know, early on, hopefully they make a few mistakes. You know, you need to see that on film and then correct it. But, anyway, that's what I what I had, and I hope you all have a good good weekend. Thanks, Charlie. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. If they were, if they had to do a, with it being a quote-unquote neutral site slash home game, if they had to do the travel roster. But they can bring everyone, Chuck? That's the, I'm not sure how that works, to be honest with you, because they're not going to play 85 guys. They're not going to play 100. I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how many people are going to be there. Look, I don't. Here's the, here's uh, let's, let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves. I hear you, and I hope everybody can play. That'd be great. But only if they're ready to play. Only if they're ready to play. I mean, respectfully, this is not T-ball. Everybody doesn't get to play. Everybody doesn't get it at bat. And uh, I don't say that disrespectfully. I'm just saying that's how it works. If you're ready to play and the game dictates that you play, well, that's great. But you may be up 45 to nothing in the second quarter, but if a guy's not ready to play, you're not going to put him out there. You're doing him a disservice. So... You know, win the ball game, and we'll add up the numbers at the end of the day and see how many got to play. But I don't think the objective should be, hey, let's play as many guys as we can. You want to do that, but that's got to be a byproduct of everything else. So will there be orange slices at halftime or uh, juice boxes or trophies? No, I doubt it. No, no, no. So, yeah, it's big boy football, and uh, you're right. you gotta got to treat it as such. So... And I think that's what we'll see. You play when you're ready. You earn, you earn the right to get on the field, right? I mean, you know, Sam Pittman put you said there. this many times, and I've heard other coaches say it too. The players decide who plays. The players decide who starts. The players decide who the backups are. The players decide who can't make the travel squad. You know, we we pin that on the coaches, but the players are really the ones that decide it. Yeah. The Year of the Sauce continues at Buffalo Wild Wings. Introducing Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and the return of hot barbecue sauce to the Buffalo Wild Wings Sauce lineup. Try both Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and Hot Barbecue Sauce for a limited time at your local Buffalo Wild Wings. Visit Buffalo Wild Wings in Little Rock, Sherwood, Bryant, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, sauce, beer, and football. It's Christmas in July. 
Give your family the gift of true comfort this summer with an HVAC system replacement from Pascal. No packages to unwrap, no batteries to buy, and no assembly required. Financing is available for as low as $99 a month and no money down with up to $2,000 in tax credits and savings. Don't wait for December. Get your holiday savings now. Schedule your free estimate today. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Arkansas football got some good news yesterday as Tay Boogie Lockett committed to Arkansas out of St. John's Bosco in California. He's a class of 2026 defensive back, plays athlete. Um, guys, his offer list, while he's not, he doesn't have a recruiting ranking just yet because he's a 2026 kid. I mean, he's got offers all over Texas, Tennessee, Oklahoma, Florida State. Highly coveted kid, Tommy, and uh, announced yesterday. Looks like he uh, could end up at Arkansas. There's another, uh, he's a safety, 2025 kid out of Georgia that's, that's projected to be a five-star. That uh, I was reading uh, one of the recruiting reporters. It's going to—I don't know if they committed late last night or it's going to be today. But I think there's going to be another big defensive announcement here, maybe sometime today. If it hadn't happened already. And y'all, that's a Travis Williams, Marcus Woodson. I mean, these guys. These guys have some connections, and and thus thus far, it seems like they're making an impact, Chuck. Oh, absolutely, they're making an impact, and you've got to be able to be a great recruiter. I mean, you look at um, you look at the makeup of every coaching staff. Um, there've got to be some guys on there that are aces. I mean, they really got to be good. And I know that's a uh, heavy emphasis for Coach Pittman when he goes looking for assistance. Is how well do you recruit? What's your territory? Who do you know? Keeping it going with your hog update. A lot of seniors on this team, as we talked about, a bunch of them up for the Senior Bowl watch list. Of course, K.J. Jefferson, Hudson Clark, Ty Keese Crawford, Eric Gregory, Trajan Jeffcoat, and whatnot. Tommy, I don't think we'll ever see the amount of super seniors that we saw in 2021. But again, we, we've talked about it time and time again. A lot of upperclassmen on this football team. Well, that's what makes good teams. It's a common denominator. We talk about it in basketball. I don't think it's any different in football. You're physically more mature. Um, you're a grown man when you're 23 or 24 compared to 18 or 19. I don't think you can overstate the importance of having older, more mature players. Well, yeah, and, and, and you know, they've, they've talked about that in terms of some of the matchups on the field. Um, you know, when you've got a 23-year-old, um, you know, going going up against an 18-year-old. I mean, that's a big, big difference right there. That is such a huge difference. And so when you've got those, when you're the one with the 23-year-olds, it's good. (laughs) There's always a spot or two, though, where you seem to be playing with an 18 or a 19-year-old, and you hope you don't get exposed Mm -hmm. there. Uh, soccer team won four to zero last night at Razorback Field. Beat Oregon. They have not lost a home game in nearly twenty five matches. They are playing Notre Dame Sunday at one o'clock. So a chance to maybe watch the Fighting Irish fall down at well. Colby what, Hell's got himself a good team once again this year. Wasn't that a top ten Oregon team they beat? I, I, thought, I thought it. Maybe I misread that. I think that they you know it wasn't a, a pushover that they beat last night. I know Arkansas top not ten. Sure. I don't, I don't know where I'm the Ducks sure. are I think at. Oregon's 0-2 now, if I, uh, if I read it right. I'm mm-hmm. not certain, yeah. to be very truthful with you. I know Arkansas is in the top 10 and 4 nils, and you know, they scored four early goals. 
from what I understand. And um, I don't know that cruised is the right way to put it, but maybe it is. They, um, they're always good. I expect them to be good again this year. They'll draw well. I can tell you in Fayetteville, that's a big deal. I don't know what it does in terms of resonating with fans outside of Fayetteville, but I can tell you here it's a big deal. People go to the matches, um, and they cheer, and, and they know what they're watching. I mean, they understand what they're watching. It's not like watching, you know, a bunch of kids run around out there. I mean, this is, uh, it's the real deal, and they're really good. And Colby Hale, I'm not sure anybody on that campus does a better job than he does, quite frankly. I think Chuck could call a soccer game, and it would be uh, quite an No, it would not be good, and, 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 and I don't want to make light of it because it would not be good. But um, they're good. Fortunately, they're good, and they don't have to – um, you know, I would, I would, I would be a joke doing it. Yeah, the Hogs are ranked tenth. Uh, Oregon is not ranked, so I'm not yeah. wrong. Okay. So, oh, they're the preseason number one in the they're SEC. They're a brand hopefully. school, though. Name yep. school, that's for sure. Yeah. I bet they had good-looking unis. I bet that. So. Yeah, I'll Phil, bet you're Phil right. Knight, Phil Knight took care of that. That is going to do it for your hog update this morning. Brought to you by our friends at Mister Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call eight eight eight. Sparky. We were just talking about Notre Dame there. Again, Arkansas soccer will play them on Sunday. They are in action this weekend against the Navy midship, and we finally have college football back for our Fence Man Friday picks as we welcome in Sean this morning. Sean, what's going on this morning, man? How's your end of August treating you? Oh, man, you know, like everybody else, we're all turning into bacon out there, but uh, we're getting it done. Cannot complain. Sean's got his, his Razorback shirt on. He's got a good-looking uni on this morning as well. Oh, man, so, it's, ready it's, to go. it's time to start rooting them on, and let's, let's get this season going. Wrapping the logo. All right, that will get us started here on a Fence Man Friday with, finally, college football. Fenceman Friday Picks. Call the Fenceman for all kinds of fences, controlled access, and custom iron projects. 479-782-3936. The Fenceman. We ain't afraid of no work. Guys, Notre Dame's taking on Navy this weekend in Ireland, and they are 20-and-a-half-point favorites. But here's the weird thing. they got to play next week. You know how NFL teams that are in London, they get a week off the following week? Notre Dame's got to play next week. So this is going to be very intriguing to see how Marcus Woodson and company handle it. I'm taking the midshipmen. I'm taking the service academy in this one. I think Navy covers, doesn't win, but covers against the Fighting Irish in game number one. 20-and-a-half points, Tommy. Too many points, I'll take Navy as well. I'm going with the Fighting Irish to cover. All right. Sean, what do you think? I think he's going to be all alone because I'm like you. That's too many points. Yeah, too many points. I think Navy's going to come out and easily keep it covered. Leaving them on an island. All right, Hawaii going to Vanderbilt in Nashville. Hawaii is a 17-and-a-half-point underdog. They still cover, guys. I like the uh, the Rainbow Warriors, Tommy, to cover in this one. I'll take Vandy. I think I think Vandy's going to threaten a bowl game this year. I'll take Vandy and lay the points. What do you think, Chuck? Oh, go ahead, Sean. No, it's quite all right. I'm... Uh... I'm, I'm gonna no, take, Sean, step in there. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Hawaii. I think they'll they'll cover. I'm going to go with Vanderbilt to cover. We got big spreads this weekend. Mm-hmm. Big spreads. All right. Taking we'll 220-plus to cover. <laughs> Let's Find go us a, a good little. game, Ty. Find us a good game. 
Well, we got Dallas Cowboy preseason, Chuck, so I'll let you kick this one off. They are four-and-a-half-point oh, favorites against the Las Vegas Raiders. Did the Dallas I have no Cowboys... idea. It's a preseason game. So who's going to play? Game. Yeah. Well, pick one of them. Uh, I'm just going to... I'm going to flip a coin, and I'm going to say that the uh, Raiders... I'll take the Raiders and the points. Tommy, what do you think? How about them Cowboys? What do you think, Sean? I'm not a Cowboy fan, but I do believe they're going to take it. So I'll go with the Cowboys. Well, I'm in Dallas right now, so I'm going to go with the Raiders. I'm going to pick Las Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to take, even though I'm playing Jerry's course tomorrow, I'm going to pick Las Vegas in this one. He may cancel your tea time. Yeah, Yeah, he may. may Hey, what's the over-under on your round? What's the over-under on your round tomorrow? Set the over-under on that. Let's bet on that. Okay. Uh, You know what? We we shot I might be willing to lay some real money on that. Now, are you playing your own ball? Is this one of them scrambling? Hell no. No, we're scrambling. That ain't real golf. Oh, that ain't real golf. Come on. We're scrambling, boys. Minus two is what we shot last time. I bet we shoot. I bet we shoot under par. Of course, you'd be out there for seven hours if everybody played their own ball. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't want to be yeah, behind them, that's for sure. Is it, one those, is it one of those courses where you got like a certain time limit? Like if you don't move to the next Yeah, I was, I was reading the pace of play rules last night. Sean, we're not necessarily <laughs> going to abide by those. We're going to have a good time. We're paying 220 a pop for this. We're going to we're gonna take our time. Me and Chuck will be hitting into you very quickly. <laughs> There's other people paying yeah. $220 a pop, too. Yeah, that's They'll fair. let you know that they're... they're their dollars yeah. are important. To Self-awareness. Too. They're going to get that course monitor to come chase you down or something. Yeah, right. you hey, the fence I'm setting the over-under on Ty's <laughs> personal score at 117. Yeah. Oh, well, under, yeah. under, under. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. Taylor, I appreciate you making us some time this morning. I really want to cut right to the chase. A lot of questions about screenshots. Kind of tell us about the new policy and what the fans and listeners need to know about that. Yeah, good morning, fellas. Long-time listener, first-time caller, so thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Uh, no, we're eight days from uh, college football uh, at War Memorial, so um, happy to explain the process. So for fans who are coming to a game this fall, by and large, the process that has been in place since we introduced mobile ticketing back in 2019 and 2020 uh, are in place still. The only thing that's really changed is that this year, every fan will have to have their mobile ticket downloaded to their mobile wallet. 
and, and, the, and that's just a slight nuance from the past where uh, some screenshots would work. So you could, you know, if I have the tickets and I'm sending them to you, Ty, I could just screenshot it and send it to you. You know, now that screenshot physically won't work because the ticket type is different. So I've had a lot of people ask me this, Taylor, I finally got it figured out with the phone I've got and the account and how to log yep. in. Why does it have to change now? What, what, what's the need for this change right now? Yeah, a, a few different reasons. Um, and the thing that has changed is the type of technology that's on the ticket, right? So it's no longer uh, a barcode or a QR code. Um, the reason for that uh, is because there is issue with barcodes at entry. Uh, with sunlight affecting the scanners themselves. Um, and there is issues with fraud, right? There's a reason why at Major League Baseball games, they have what they call a rotating barcode. If you go to a, a, a music festival at the Amp, they have a rotating barcode. Um, that same rotating barcode, barcode technology is what allows uh, screenshots to not work. Uh, we are implementing a similar technology here uh, and by and large will ensure that there's only one singular ticket uh, that is valid for a single seat for any given game. Taylor, this is Chuck. A um, couple of questions. One, you talked about the rotating bar, and I'm yep. going to sound like probably a lot of people who are going to maneuver through all this, just, you know, smart enough to mess it up. But... You know, I, I know now, for example, you know, I went to a concert and it was a Ticketmaster thing and I didn't sure. see a barcode on there, but it was that floating barcode. And I just put the put the phone up to the, you know, phone up to the mechanism there. And even without a barcode, I got in. Is, is, is this the technology that you're talking about? That's correct, Chuck. The technology that we are actually using is called NFC technology. Now, the fan doesn't need to know or care about that, right? Uh, what that means, though, is that there will not physically be a barcode. There will be a little blue circle reader on people's mobile ticket, right. and that thing actually moves, right? So that's what why the screenshot doesn't work, because it moves. And when you get near that ticket scanner, you're no longer sticking your phone underneath it to scan it. It's more of a tap-and-go system. So um, it will be much easier and more efficient for fans and for ushers getting getting people into the stadium. So so what's going to happen in the first game? Because it's in Little Rock. It's a War Memorial. Uh, yep. Obviously, game two is uh, the Kent State game in Fayetteville. Is it going to be the same process, same equipment, or will it be different from one stadium to the next weeks one and two? Nope, it'll be the exact same. We are taking our ticket scanners down there to War Memorial, um, and fans who have tickets to that game and to, uh, tickets to Kent State also, it will operate the exact same way. Yep. And, and one thing hey, I did I want to touch on out. Sure. Yeah, one thing I did want to touch on, Chuck, was Ty asked me earlier, um, you know, what about when you can't access the app? You know, the connectivity can be bad. The Wi-Fi can be bad. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. There are going to be issues on game day when there's 70,000 people trying to get in the stadium and accessing the network, right? The key that's going to make all this work and, and what we've been trying to educate fans on is if you have your mobile ticket downloaded to your wallet prior to getting to the stadium, it doesn't matter how bad any network is. Your wallet isn't relying on the network. If your ticket's downloaded in there in advance, you're good to go. You're going to be able to get right into the game. One of the things that I think is important is that people understand the process 
of making certain that their ticket is ready to go. I think they understand that screenshots aren't going to work anymore. Tell us about, and I know you've, you've got this spelled out real clearly on the website. Um, tell us how people can make certain that they have an understanding of this so perhaps when they get to the stadium, they do have this thing downloaded to their wallet, their Apple wallet, so they can get right in. Sure, yep. Uh, what I would recommend to fan do um, is visit ArkansasRazorbacks.com or the app, and we have right front and center the new mobile ticketing uh, procedure. Uh, but I would also encourage them if they encounter any issues at all uh, to call the Razorback Ticket Center at 479-575-511, uh, and we are happy to help them walk through the process because um, we want to make sure that everybody has a, a good of an experience as possible. Uh, every every ticket holder. Um, this year, we'll also have some extra incentive to download those tickets in advance. Everybody who has a ticket for the Little Rock game at War Memorial next week, uh, if they have their ticket downloaded to their mobile wallet by Thursday of game week, they're going to be entered to win an autographed Sam Pittman football. And for the Kent State game week, for tickets to have fans for week one in Fayetteville, if you download your ticket by Thursday of game week, you're going to be entered to win two sideline passes for that Kent State game. Um, so we are uh, doing our best to message it and encourage fans to read those instructions and make sure that they do have everything they need before arriving on Saturday. Taylor McGillis is with us. He's Senior Associate AD in Marketing Business Development on the McCarty Daniel Hotline. Taylor, we're getting text uh, this morning um, questioning, is the same process work for the Android? And I know a lot of people have iPhones. Is the same for the Android devices as well? It's the same process, yes. Uh, now, we have encountered, uh, for certain Android users, they have to turn on that technology. Um, so if, you, if you're an Android user and you don't think you have that or you, you, know, you don't use Google Pay, um, you can go into your settings, search for NFC, those three letters, and you just toggle, toggle it on and it'll work. So what are we going to do when Auburn gets here? How in the world are their fans ever going to figure this out? I, I've got no clue on that, right? So that's, that's, a good, that's a great question. Yeah. But seriously, I mean, um, talking about the technology, we got several other texts here on the McClarty Daniel hotline about, all right, transferring tickets. I, I don't think that process has changed if you've, if you've got the account, but I know everybody is still trying to catch up from the way it was done. Is there any difference that if, if I buy four tickets and I want to give two of them to Chuck, how do I do that? You're correct. I mean, there's absolutely no difference in the transfer. So if you're the account holder, uh, you go online to your account, whether that's through the app or, or just through your computer, um, log in, and you transfer those two of your four to tie. Uh, now the two that aren't that you transferred will, will in essence, no and void on your account and be accessible for tie to add to his online account manager. Yeah, and if I have a, and there's another question here. If I have a problem on game day, I get there. There's something either wrong with my phone, wrong with the transfer. I can't figure it out. What do I do once I get to the gate, and then it won't work? If you get to the gate and it can't work, um, our our gate staff is going to be well equipped to help you. Um, but if that again doesn't work, we're going to have tents over on the north side of the stadium. Um, where right near Gate 11, where it's a mobile ticket help center, where any fan can go um, even before they have issues and, and make sure they're, they're squared away. Or they can also visit the box office at Gate 1. Taylor, ha- Hacker wants to know, he's got season tickets and why it's not letting him download past Game 1 past all, and, and, and compared to all the games in seasons past. 
So uh, that shouldn't be the case. Uh, was testing this this morning. All, all season ticket holders, um, you, you can now do what's called an all-in-one pass. You will download your season ticket once, and it will add the games. It actually just adds one ticket, right? And that ticket will update every game in your wallet. Now, what he may be experiencing or Mutlers may experience, the Little Rock game is separate from that all-in-one pass. So you will have to download that one separately. Okay. What about yep. for the the audience? And there's a good chunk of them listening right now. They don't have a smartphone. Like, how are they going to get in their game if they're a season ticket holder? Sure. And, and and I do want to reiterate that you know we introduced this in 2020. So this is the third year of, of uh, having mobile ticketing, and, and it's the same process that it has been for those fans who haven't had a smartphone. If you physically do not have a smartphone device, we will print your tickets for you at no cost. Um, that has not changed. Um, we want to encourage smartphone users and iPhone users and Android users to learn and educate themselves on the process to take advantage of the mobile tickets. But we do understand there are there is still a small, small segment of fans that don't have smartphones, uh, and we will and we will print those tickets for them at no cost. So I know the Taylor. I know the main reason this was initially introduced because of COVID and the contact and everything is now the main reason the athletic department and other places are keeping it because of the the fraud aspect. I think fraud's a small component of it, uh, but truthfully, Ty, it's just it's the direction of the way everything's going. Right? It allows the fan once they truly understand how to use the mobile ticketing process. It's a much easier experience for them to be able to manage their tickets, transfer their tickets to their friends and ultimately does lead to faster entry time into the games rather than, than ushers physically uh, handling or, or, or stubbing tickets themselves. Yeah, Taylor, when, when should fans get in line in order for – because I, I know before before games it gets packed right before they're earning, and it's a new process. For people. When would you recommend fans, in order to get to their seat at an adequate time, get in line for these games? We always recommend they get there as early as possible and, and understand that means something different for everybody. Um, I would recommend I would recommend trying to get into your seat, trying to get to the stadium, uh, and get in line about 30, 45 minutes before before kickoff, um, and, and that should ensure that that you get in with no issues. Yeah. Most of the people that the university has that are manning the gates, working at the the points of entry into the stadium, they're they're not full time employees; they're game day employees. How, how do y'all go about training and, and informing and educating them on the process uh, to deal with these issues? Yes, sir. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good question. That's a huge part of it. Um, we have had an educational session ar- already with, with Allied, which is the new name for our landmark staff. Um, and our, our ticket staff has an, another meeting on Monday where they're going to be walking through physically on, on site with the scanners, with the mobile tickets, uh, demonstrating how exactly it works. Um, so it's always a challenge because they'll have new folks periodically, uh, but we're, we're going above and beyond this year to ensure that everybody knows how exactly this will work at the gate. <laughs> so charge your phone. Before you leave your car, you better have your phone charged. You don't want to get to yeah. the gate and have your phone die. So, <laughs> Taylor, one last thing. Just give that phone number one more time if people still have questions before next week in War Memorial or, or the season this fall. Yep. Phone number is 479 479- Five seven five five one five one. 
There it is right there. Taylor McGillis, Senior Associate AD, Marketing and Business Development, kind of helping our listeners through the way this morning. Taylor, we appreciate you joining us, man. Thanks for uh, giving some insight on the ticket process this fall. You got it. Woo pig. Hey, let me mention one thing here, guys. <clears throat> I uh, I went through this process that he's talking about. I, I went to a concert this past weekend in Kansas City. And I will tell you, I bought these tickets about three months ago. And I've spent the last three months worried that I didn't have them downloaded right. I went through the process. I loaded them into my Apple wallet, mm-hmm. figured out how to do it. wasn't that hard. And I spent three months because I didn't see a barcode on there wondering if I had these things downloaded right. Mm-hmm. Well, I walk in, I tap the deal, and I'm in the stadium. I mean, it was, it, was, it was so easy. And I do think that, and look, if you're looking to get mad about something and looking to blame someone and all that, you can probably find, find somebody to go after, you know, when things change. But what I've discovered, and I think I'm probably not alone in the age demographic that struggled with this at times, but when you figure it out, it really is the way to go. And when he's talking about that floating barcode, it means you don't see it. But he also said something there that I think is important. You're only going to have to download two tickets. You're going to have to download the ticket for the Little Rock game. And then you're going to have to download your, 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 your one ticket for the rest of the season in Fayetteville. And it's going to work for every game. And it's going to update in your Apple wallet after every game. And it's going to be there. You only got to download. You don't have to download this thing every week. The challenge in all this, I think, for most people is going to be figuring out how to transfer tickets. And it is spelled out at the website. Now, again, you're probably going to have to take a deep breath and, and grab a little bit of patience for a couple of minutes and I know that's easier said than done I've been through it myself but I discovered that this process really is easier than the one before even for a 60 year old like me who kind of looks at it and goes I don't think I can do this would you do it for me <laughs> um, it's really not as hard as you think and once you figure it out it is a better system yeah. I, th- I think the most important thing that he said there is if you, because there are a lot of listeners right now that don't have a smartphone, and that's well, fine. there yeah. aren't as many. There aren't that many. And Taylor's point was well made. This is the, we've been doing this with mobile phones for three years. People who don't have that issue, this is, or people who don't have smartphones, this is not a new issue. It's done but exactly the same way it was before. We're but we're still we still got questions, and I still got questions. We're getting we got text about that, and again, he said they would. What do you say? I'm just correct me if I'm wrong. He said they would print them out for them if yeah. you don't have that. Right. That is a free. very minuscule portion of the of the uh, of, of of the crowd. Pe- people may ask that question. I can tell you from the numbers, those who actually put it into practice, it's a very very small number. Good thing about having them in your phone or on an account is you can't lose them that way. And we've all misplaced tickets, can't find them, given them to somebody, wish we, you know, gave them the wrong, you know, you've got more control over how your tickets get dispersed this way. Part of this deal, and, and look, I've been through this. We all go through this when it's, when it's done differently than it used to be. We all resist the change. I did. But what I've discovered it's kind of like what I discovered, you know, when with the advent mm-hmm. of computers and laptops and all the other things we use now. If you'll spend five minutes and figure it out, it really is better. Yeah. Now, if you want to go into it with the idea that they're screwing everything up and I'm so sick of all this, well, you'll find plenty of reasons to get mad. I mean, mm-hmm. they'll be there. But um, 
this really will be a better system when it's all set up. It will move more quickly when it's uh, when people do it right. It will move more quickly, and there's nothing wrong with learning a little something new. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with learning a little something new in your life. So as high school football gets going tonight, it got going a little bit last night. College football starts this weekend, eight days out to Arkansas football. Guys, what is the one item that you have to have in the man cave? Or, Tommy, in your case, the outdoor <laughs> outdoor air, setup. Air conditioning air right conditioning. now. <laughs> That'd be air the one thing. Well, you got to have great TV, of course, but uh, – uh, I think two TVs is really important on Saturday. That's, that's that's one of the reasons I like watching games from home several times a year. I'll go to some games in Fayetteville. I'll stay at home because I can keep an eye. I can watch the Arkansas game and keep an eye on what else is going on in the SEC. Yeah, I've got a friend that convinced his wife that the two TV living room setup is the way to go. You can do that when you're a, a playboy or whatever, but most of the time when you get hitched, it doesn't work that way. But he convinced her never an argument over what's on the television because they've got two of them in the in the living room. She can watch whatever, and he's watching football all day Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, but who controls the sound? That, that's the argument. Then. He's got hey, the we operate under the assumption that wives don't want to watch the game. Uh-huh. I know a lot of wives will push their husband out of the way to get a better mm-hmm. view. Yeah. See Miss Lisa if you, need, uh, yeah. if you need any more explanation. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.